Uh, well, hello and welcome to the Rock Nation podcast in Rock, R-O-C, since we're renewing our city. And uh, this podcast, it's an outreach of the Rock Center here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And uh, we're real people through real relationships. I think it's really the emphasis uh, are meeting real needs. And my guest today is, he goes by three names, at least three names that I know him by, Pastor JJ, JJ Jones, Jefferson Jones. Um, many names, but uh, I happened to come across uh, uh, JJ. He had uh, come and ministered and spoke to uh, our youth at New City Church here in Cedar Rapids and uh, uh, just became uh, somewhat acquainted there, but then through Facebook and some of your uh, the activities and the things that you have going on uh, on Facebook really uh, drew me to you and, and the work that you've been doing. And so I'd uh, just like to, to welcome you to the show today. Appreciate you taking time to meet with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm very excited about what the Lord is doing in this hour uh, in the nation. And I would even say across the world. And so I, um, a few years ago, started a ministry, Surge Ministries, and that mm -hmm. ministry evolved or shaped itself to be a ministry that uh, at the core is multicultural, multi-ethnic, uh, multi-diverse, you know, diverse. And we work to help college students develop themselves uh, spiritually and practically. So it's spiritual formation and life formation. And so I live in the mountains. I live in uh, the New River Valley of Virginia. And that's uh, 10 minutes from Virginia Tech. Uh, university and then also Radford University. Radford being a very small, uh, a much smaller university. Um, and it's just been verified that um, uh, Radford University is no longer a PWI, a predominantly white institution, but it is now uh, a multicultural university because of the demographics. But Virginia Tech um, has uh, a very small number of African American students. And so in our push to minister to that population, uh, we are able to um, focus uh, on that group, but reach all people. But what has happened, because th there are limited opportunities for uh, students of color to have safe havens, mm -hmm. we have become, you know, one of the, the main or primary ministries that students uh, gravitate to because of the, I'll have to, I just got to say, it's, it's because of the whiteness of Virginia Tech. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's, that's just the nutshell version of, of what we do with Surge Ministries. If somebody wanted to find out a little bit more, what's the, uh, the web address that they can go to? Uh, it is uh, surgeministries.com. Just surgeministries.com. Mm -hmm. surge, I believe surge-ministries.com. Surge mm -hmm. And then also have a uh, Facebook page, uh, which is Surge Ministries um, as well. Yeah. All right. Well, so, so just to give a little bit of backstory uh, to, uh, to everybody, um, so I began to interact with, uh, with JJ about some other uh, biblical uh, issues, leadership and that, and then uh, uh, began to see some of the, the posts that you were having with regards to, especially with things happening uh, now with uh, George Floyd and, and other events happening and beginning that, that, uh, that dialogue. And so one of the things that really, I think, uh, spoke to me were a couple of questions that, uh, that you post, uh, one to 
those that you were connected to uh, black friends and those that uh, uh, white friends. And, and so the, the, the purpose of, of this time here and this discussion here is to focus on how do we begin dialogue? How do we begin substantive dialogue between whites and blacks uh, about these particular uh, issues, because obviously they're, they're volatile mm -hmm. and uh, the nation is, is polarized already for a number of reasons, but uh, yeah. now in this, and it, it increases uh, the, the level of, of polarization. And so uh, it's not just to have enough to have dialogue, but substantive moving forward um, dialogue. I was, I was involved in a meeting last night uh, with our with our uh, board from the the rock center, and individuals, you know, we're just there's just a level of frustration. Uh, boy, we've had these conversations before, uh, and and we're not gaining any ground. So, uh, a couple of the questions that you had raised that uh, really piqued my interest were, you know, to to uh, uh, your my black friends, and I'll, I'll paraphrase, but to my black friends, uh, what should white believers, right? And we're talking from a, a biblical Christian perspective. What, uh, how best should white believers, how do they help you? How do they support you? Uh, and then to the white, uh, this one really uh, spoke to me was what impedes your, your engagement and asking the questions in that. So if you could just begin to speak a little bit about that and, and, and take it from there and how do we again um, have some substantive conversations? Yeah, yeah. I just I, I noticed that with those two questions, and um, you know, I, I made sure to because they're they're popular phrases in the social media realm, uh, and I say uh, you know hashtag dear black people, and then hashtag dear white people, mm -hmm. uh, because it, it it just carries weight with that that terminology because you think of you know dear such and such I'm addressing you I'm focusing on you right now. And, and it's funny, it's funny real quick, because uh, when I do that, it lets, it lets white people know you can't comment right here. <laughs> and, and then, but for black people, when I address a certain group, I said, black, okay, black people, this is code for be quiet and listen. Mm -hmm. And so, and I hadn't even, look, man, Steve, I didn't even think about it like this, Stephen, that, that when I did that, there was this underlying message of you need to listen. Yeah. So when I pose those questions, very intentional, I love questions. Questions are so powerful that when we phrase questions and ask the right question in the right way, mm -hmm. you can get the attention of the people that you're trying to reach. And yeah. so in me targeting and saying, dear black people, I'm letting them know you have my ear and the stage, everybody around has your, they're listening right now. White mm -hmm. people are listening right now. And then mm -hmm. when I flip it though, and I say, dear white people, they know I'm listening and that this is your stage to speak. Can't nobody right. else say nothing. You just need to read and you need to listen. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I do that intentionally. And if someone comments and comes in, I'll delete your message. <laughs> respectfully, <laughs> you know. Um, respectfully. <laughs> yeah, respectfully, delete. <laughs> But, but uh, with these questions, what I've noticed, especially with, uh, I'm gonna start with Dear Black People, uh, they, they want to let white people know, we wanna let white people know that you don't have to fear me. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be scared of me. And, and you can't look at me 
and think that I'm the whole group, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's this, this part of, I think big thing for what I've learned and what I'm gathering from the black people uh, is that they want, I want, we want uh, white Christians to be able to just, just come to us and listen, like, yeah, just, just listen. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what I just hear ringing. It's like, you know, just give me a chance to say what I got to say. If I'm angry, let me be angry. If I'm sad, let me be sad. And, and I would add this, that, that, you know, there's this also this understanding or this idea that we don't, we don't want white Christians to save us. We don't need a hero, mm -hmm. but we, I, I want you to be my brother. I want you to be my sister. I want you to partner with me that when I'm weeping, I want you to weep with me. Mm -hmm. And when I'm happy, when I'm celebrating, I want you to celebrate with me. And in that, in the, in that whole thing, the underlying uh, theme there is empathy. Yeah. We, we want empathy. And, you know, and I think part of that frustration, I think for uh, white Christians and black Christians is, well, I don't, I don't know how to understand. I can't understand because I'm not black. You know, I, I can't reach, but so far, my emotions can't take me, but so far. There's a limitation to this thing. Mm -hmm. But even in that limitation, we're still family. And Stephen, uh, many years ago, I saw this flyer um, for an event. I can't remember where exactly, but on the flyer was a black hand and a white hand. And the phrase was relatives and strangers. Mm -hmm. And it was so profound to me yeah. that, man, here, here we are in, in 2020, or a few years ago when I saw that thing, 2017, that we've come this far, but yet we are related, but yet we're still strangers. Um, and so now in terms of the hashtag dear white people, um, man, man, I'm just, I'm telling you, man, there's something happening. Like, I don't know, you know, in, in engaging with uh, these people, I don't know how much a healing is happening in them mm -hmm. or, or how much I'm opening up to a way to allow my platform or the little bit of space I have to be a place for healing. But some, some, something is happening inside of people as they release this stuff, man, because I want to, I want to be that type of person where people can come and just share their hearts. And I don't say anything, but I just listen. Yeah. So one of the big things, um, and I want to hear what you think. Uh, one of the big things is coming out. One of the themes that I'm hearing is like, I don't know what to do. Right. And I don't know what to say. Right. And I think that was, that was, you know, some conversation that we had about, you know, why, why are, are white individuals oftentimes, you know, hindered or are reluctant to speak out? And, and it is, it's, uh, what can I say? What can't I say? Uh, can I say, you know, I, some say, you know, I don't understand. And some, well, no, you, you, you can, or, you know, there's just, and depending upon within, even within the black community, there's, there's different responses that, uh, are accepted different positions held. And I think that is, uh, in my understanding of, yeah, what is the right thing to do? And I think it was, uh, it was uh, uh, one of the members of, of the group, uh, uh, Uranita, uh, 
she had uh, uh, brought out that, hey, understand, you, you, we're not looking for you to have all the answers. Um, and, and we're just, we're looking for you to, uh, again, kind of paraphrasing, but some of the things that really stuck out to me um, was love us, love me, you know, have, have a relationship uh, with me. Um, again, don't, don't, uh, don't do anything that the Bible isn't telling you to do. <laughs> and I think more conversations like that that we can have, the more liberating it is and, and freeing it is. Um, I guess one, one question I want to pose kind of back to you then is, um, where did the groups, do you think, did the groups go wrong in communication? Where do uh, white individuals go wrong in the communication and, 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 and uh, conversely blacks? Where do we go wrong in this conversation and, and all of a sudden creating more drama? Uh, and, and, uh, mm -hmm. I, would, I would first say uh, we, we go wrong when I want, when I want to defend my opinion mm -hmm. when i want to defend my experience mm -hmm. and then the, the more that i defend the more i deflect yeah you know so if i say to you and i use the perfect example and i'm not saying that you do this but we hear it and we know that it's happening black lives matter <laughs> can i say it all say lives it. matter right that's, right that's the person defense and then yeah. here are some of the good cliche analogies. If I say breast cancer matters, are you then going to say prostate cancer? <laughs> right. All cancers. Right. right? Yeah. Right. And right. so we have this issue now. And they say, if I have a child that is autistic and then I say autistic children matter, are you going to say all special needs children matter? Are you going to deal with that group? Right. Right. Well, I think that that goes back to again the analogy of the of the ninety ninety nine sheep <laughs> going yeah. for one. It it doesn't mean that that Jesus is is uh, uh, no longer concerned about the ninety nine. Um, but right now, the need is that one. And and so with that, and we hate to talk about it, but it that that all lives matter is is a form of gaslighting mm -hmm. and in that is an undertone of racism or racist idea that well no we, we're not gonna do that we're not we're not gonna talk about black lives because uh-uh we're not going there you know and so how so what do we do now where do we go wrong it's it's that it's that when you say what's going on for you well i need to one-up you and talk about what happened to me i need to talk about my issue so that I can deflect from the reality of what's going on on the inside of me because there's a fear of dealing with who I really am. And it's the fear of dealing with some of these underlying things that are in me that are starting to rise up that mm -hmm. align with the problem. And I don't want to be the problem. Yeah. So, and so and then in that, we got to understand in the westernized culture, that we are very individualistic. We are, we are very me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. And so when I talk about a system, most people think that I'm talking about a person. Right, 
Right. Typically, when we talk about certain injustices or problems in society, yes, it might be one white person that does it, but we are talking about a system that continues to allow certain things that happen to me because Stephen, my skin has been weaponized because I'm a little darker than you, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and so I think we go wrong where, you know, scripture um, is very clear. Um, there's, there's a passage in um, Philippians chapter two, uh, verse three says, don't be selfish. Mm-hmm. Don't try to impress others. Be humble thinking of others as better than yourself mm-hmm. right thinking of others better than yourself mm-hmm. so if you come to me and you say man jeff i haven't eaten in two, three days and i don't know what to do then i have an obligation as your brother to help meet that need and i put you before my needs mm-hmm. that i elevate you above myself you are better than i am now, if I have conceived in my mind with a kingdom mindset, with a Holy Spirit-filled mindset, that you are better than me, and then you think the same about me, that I am better than you, yeah. Yeah. we're always going to work to meet each other's needs. Right. How liberating would that be? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and again, it, it, um, it's all about then expanding, extending the, the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I began to think about this, you know, where, where did the groups go wrong? And, you know, if we're going to talk about this, of course, from a, you know, the, the Christian perspective, uh, it's kind of like Jesus and his disciples and how he chose them. And he gave them, he gave them, um, you know, the parameters in which they could, in which they could follow him. He said, you got to do a few things. You got to deny yourself. You got to die to yourself and you got to follow me. Now, the denying self in the Greek, the Greek word for denying self means to lose sight of yourself in your own interests. Mm-hmm. You got to lose sight of who you are and your interests. And so when we, I think that when both sides come to the table, you know, that we are able to like lay down what I want for the sake of my brother you know, lay down, you know, my power, lay down my ideals, lay down my, my culture and these different things so that I can meet my brother where he is. But then in that journey that I have to die to self, when Jesus said, uh, uh, in Matthew 16, he said, um, you got to pick up your cross. The cross only meant one thing. And that was death. Mm -hmm. You have to die. So I have to die. And so in that dying now, now, Stephen, here's the hard part though. Because I've been talking to, you know, some of my brothers in the area. Uh, one is a white Christian brother who lives in a place where the culture is, is just straight white. And he's, you know, and his questions like, well, what did I learn from my parents that needs mm-hmm. to die in me? Mm-hmm. What did I pick up from my culture that needs to die in me? And then asking the question, do these ideas align with Christ? Right, right. You know? And some mm-hmm. of those things, and he was saying, you know, some of those things are painful coming up. And he even told me, he said, he said, Jeff, when I walk into a store to this day, and if I see a couple of black guys come up behind me, 
fear comes over me. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that's that thing and it's that conditioning. We've been conditioned to think a certain way. We, we, many black people have been condi- conditioned to think that uh, like white Christians don't care about us mm-hmm. or white people don't care about us or we, you know, they're better than we are or even thinking that white is better. Mm-hmm. And it's a struggle and it's these underlying things that we have to wrestle with. And, um, you know, we have to follow Christ though. We, we, we got to truly, when we follow Christ, it's like, it's like taking a detour off of our path and taking a detour with Christ mm-hmm. to where I'm, I can't go the way that I want to go anymore. I got to follow him. I got to, I got to follow his trail. I got to follow his heart. I got to follow what's in him. And if I'm following him, then I, I stand for anything that would hurt the heart of God. Anything that God weeps over, then I, regardless of my background or, you know, my ethnicity or who I am, then my heart should, should hurt for those things as well. So. Is, do you think there's, there's, a, there's validity in engaging in conversations uh, that do not speak from a, a uh, Christian biblical perspective? I mean, can, can you engage in conversations in a secular audience uh, about and properly deal with issues of black, white, race, et cetera? Um, outside of that? I, I would say yes. Okay. I would say yes because, yeah, some people are not going to like this, but, but the salvation doesn't make me a good person. Okay, you better, you better elaborate. <laughs> salvation does, doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make me this good person. It puts me in good standing with God. Right, yeah, right. Right. I'm justified by faith in Christ. In Romans chapter five, verse one, Romans eight and one, I'm not condemned because I'm in Christ. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. And so there are good people right. who know how to treat other people better than some Christians. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and so when I say that there are people who can be good people and be able to have these conversations because of the nature of their being, because of the nature of their heart. And, and I think I would take it a, a step further in the sense of um, with, and, and having that, say have, we have a, a dialogue with a, with a, a group um, uh, that, that is, are non-believers. Um, there are, is there value benefit that can come out of that? Can, can change truly happen mm. in this, on this issue outside of, outside of Christ and meaningful change? Mm. I would say that some meaningful change has happened outside of the perimeters of Christianity, mm-hmm. but I believe that greater change happens from the church. And see, I don't know if you meant for me to go here, but, but, but here it is. What, why, why are we in the dilemma that we're in now in the United States of America? Mm-hmm. And people don't like to talk about history. And especially in the church, in the name of Christ, like, like I'm just being real, man. Like, I'm dealing with people now who don't understand scripture. And we got people posting, these are people that I know, 
and looking at verses that people are posting from the Old Testament about, you know, it's okay to whoop your slave as long as they don't die. Right. Now that's in the scripture, but that's old covenant. We're not, right. we are, we're New Testament believers. Right. You know, and so in understanding theology, understanding the word, there has to be sound exegesis. There has to be sound hermeneutics. There has right. to be sound study of the word of God for us to navigate this topic in a healthy way, because there were many who had poor theological understanding that, right. that are in the foundation of this nation. Our founding forefathers mm -hmm. had horrible theology. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. you, call it what you, you call it what you yeah. want. But their, their that, theology was Yeah, not taking the totality of the scriptures. Yes. Right, but using these, you refer to, you know, proof texts as opposed to the totality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and so I do believe there's space for people that are not saved uh, to have voice and help with the change. But I believe that it's incomplete without yeah. our voice, not only because of what we believe as, as we're reconcilers. We're called to be peacemakers. Right. But not just with that, but then also the correcting of the damage that has happened through the church. Mm -hmm. The complicity in dealing with racism that we avoid, that we push to the side and don't, and don't deal with. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's par partly a lack of uh, knowledge, ignorance, might be fear, it might be the, 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 the fear of, of losing people, the fear of losing control, losing power, uh, the fear of losing what they knew to be or what they thought to be real Christianity. Mm -hmm. So, man, okay, I'll, go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, no, keep, I'm just, keep I'm just, whoo, this is good. So, uh, there's, <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's, there's no design direction. It's, it's okay. It's, okay, uh, yeah. As the Lord leads, and, and I think, you know, we, we talked a little bit about uh, my own experience uh, uh, of, uh, I didn't hold to this, but but a, a body of believers we were part of before was, man, particularly too, if you were a Democrat, you could not be a believer, <laughs> you know, that just, the, the, the two did, did not, and, and I've heard it the other way too, you know, um, boy, if, if, if you're a Trump supporter, in any way, shape, or form. You know, I think I was sharing, I had somebody say, it was put out to a general group, not just not just me directly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, boy, you know, if, if you're a Trump supporter, defriend me and, and block me. Uh, and this was a, you know, this is a believer. So how, how do we, how do we move past that kind of on, on, on both sides? Uh, how do we move past that and, and uh, um, and be able, to, and I know you you had had commented before too. You had said, "Hey, you know, I I, I don't talk I don't talk politics, right?" Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to get you to talk politics right. now, right. <laughs> but I'm a hooky on this. Dude. Um, but but how 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 do we how do we get past that? Okay. Um, my 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 first my first thought is that we got We got If we're gonna talk politics. It has to be with people that you're in covenant with. Yes. Yeah. That's the starting. I'm not, I'm not going to get on, right. on social media and call Donald Trump orange. 
and start cracking jokes because then people are going to start coming at my throat like right. you disrespecting you know the president and i wouldn't you know do that anyway but that's not the space if i have a if i have a difference of opinion about a, a president's choice or the way that they're handling things then i go to people that i'm in covenant with yeah but see but see what has happened though it's a very nasty tricky sneaky spirit that has come up in uh the realm i call i call social media a realm i call it it's another realm for me uh in that realm that allows christians mm -hmm. to have the idea that what i post on social media i don't have to be accountable for right yeah you know oh yeah yeah and so you, we, we can't hide behind a screen and think God's not watching. Yeah. You know, he sees our posts. He sees what we delete. He sees what we hide. Right. Uh, he, you know, he's God. And so, but what we got to do, we got we to gotta, we gotta have these conversations with people that we're in covenant with. Right. Healthy people that whether, you're whether you claim Republican or Democrat, that has nothing to do with my, my right. relationship with you as a brother in Christ. Right. And so uh, if, if people are going to talk politics, they, they have to be at a healthy place with each other. Yeah. You know, where there is some covenant, where there's true bond, true relationship. Yeah. And like, take a break from social media. Like, just, you know, give it a rest and, and be able to look at these views. We, we have to start with the, we, we as believers have to start with the word of God. We have to come from the, uh, a biblical, uh, we have to have a biblical worldview. We, we have to have a biblical view and such that we're able to look at a situation, all right? And then we study it out in the scripture instead mm -hmm. of studying it from um, a politicized view. We, we cannot look at abortion from a democratic or Republican view. We gotta look at abortion based on what the word says. Right. We, we cannot look at racism from a political view. We gotta look at it from what God says. Right. But the problem is, is so polarized and, and we are so caught in this this political world that we, that we are conditioned here's that word again we are conditioned to think that i got to stay true to my family's political party mm -hmm. if i don't i'm gonna get shunned i'm gonna lose my inheritance yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna get you know thrown out or disrespected or whatever the case may be there there's too much loyalty to to certain things that have risen up in our in our families yeah yeah i think so i just i just realized i uh, on my hand i'm not trying to do a reverse michael jackson or anything here with <laughs> it's a little support for the thumb but i just passed okay. that up there <laughs> yeah i saw earlier you had a pen uh one of the is it a pentel or is it a... yeah yeah, I love those pens. I, I'm a I'm a pen snob. <laughs> oh, I am too. I am too, man. Don't leave a pen. Don't leave a pen sitting around. If I look Come at on. it, <laughs> it's mine. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> I'm <gonna> be tempted. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, excellent. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think I think it does come down to, uh, and so then you know, as we mentioned, we now uh, at, at New City, which. For, for folks that might not know, it, it's a merger of, of two churches, one predominantly black, one predominantly white. Uh, and uh, uh, that opened my eyes to, a, to an entirely different world. Uh, have yeah. to, 
uh, have to say, you know, and, and uh, I think I was joking with you, uh, you know, about the comment of, of how you say, well, you know, I, I, I have black, black friends, right, you know, um, but it's, it's going way, you know, way beyond that and really understanding, and I think it is important um, to have this meaningful dialogue is it's on the basis of relationships. How do, how do we best uh, minister the gospel? How do we best communicate the gospel, right? We have relationships with people. We yeah. develop relationships. And, and that's where uh, that, that growth occurs. So why would we think that by just simply uh, spewing out to, to a, a large group that we're going to have an impact, yeah. um, it's not going to happen. So then I think it is just sometimes for ourselves, uh, maybe to uh, uh, reduce guilt, shame, whatever it might be, uh, or we think our opinion uh, has carries that much weight. We broad, you know, mass produce this, <laughs> bro yeah. bro broadcast, yeah. uh, and and all it does because you don't have that dialogue is it uh, it stirs up additional strife. Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, we I, I we we call it uh, Wohika Village. People go into Wohika Village. Uh -huh. And it stands for watch out, here it comes again. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh oh, good. here it comes again. That's and, good. And, and we stay there. And uh, I think, yeah, I think a uh, point that I'm really gleaning from this is that personal relationship. That's it, man. It's, I'm t man, I'm telling you, that's it right there. Because now you made me think about something else um, origin stories. Mm hmm. Origin stories. Now, if we all took the time, if, if you all, if you and I sat and began to tell our origin, what I mean by origin story is where are you from? All right. And then you would, you would say what? If I well, asked you where you were from, what would you say? Initially off the top. So, so, so I go back, I'm, I'm a big history buff, ancestry buff. You one right. of those guys. <laughs> one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Hey, I think I found out we're actually related <laughs> by blood. <laughs> but you know, so so I go back and I see, you know, hey, I got people that fought in in the Revolutionary War on both sides. Wow. Uh, I have people that fought in the Civil War on both sides. You know, but with that thought, see, my mind goes um, even further. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you what country of origin outside of America are your people from? So I am predominantly English, Scottish, and Irish. Yeah. Okay. With, a, with a little bit of, of Europe. Okay. Okay. And so with that, as I speak, you know, I think about that. If when we come to the table with an origin story, for the most part, we can all start from the framework that we're not from here. Right. And then we can begin to talk about, well, how did we get here? And then we can begin that trail. And I, and I say that for the sake of, you know, you're talking about relationship, but how often do we actually take the time to like really hear and to get to know people, mm -hmm. you know? And what does that do when I, when I learn those things and I then, not just me, but then also white people, white Christians, begin to think from the perspective, like, hold up. 
I love America, but America technically isn't my home. Mm-hmm. When I can embrace that idea and understand ethnically that I come from somewhere else, then even more specific for white people, that you do have a culture and you do have an F, you do have ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Now, what we hear a lot, uh, just in general, we say it, and I try to not to say it, but hey, I want to get some ethnic food. What does that mean? Right. I want Every Mexican, food is ethnic, right? Right. I want Mexican. I want his. I want, you know, right. Chinese food. We talk about Japanese food, right. but in the reality, ethnic food. And what happens is, under these terms of white and black, we lose culture. We we lose ethnicity, and so we don't realize. And I think even for white people, maybe I don't know. I don't. I'm not white. But there's a part that is lost in that cover up of white. No, but what's under that though? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do people from Scot Scotland, what do Irish people eat? What are their what are their foods? What how do they dance? Like what's in their culture like? And then being able to embrace that though, because I think a lot of that is lost when we come to the table and say, Well, I'm just white. No, you're not just white. There's right. depth to you. You have culture, and it's sad that the enemy creates devices to help us wash away who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man. What? As I said, we, we've, got a, we've got a protest coming up this weekend here in our town. Uh, what's the best way for uh, whites to participate? Mm. Now, I, 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 and I'm, I, I know, uh, obviously, you do as the Lord leads you to do, right? It's, it's not, hey, you need to be there, you don't need to be there, et cetera, et cetera. But somebody chooses desire hate i think this is what i'm supposed to do what how's how's the best way to support find out who the organizers are number one have a conversation and you know show up and just support Mm -hmm. you know it's just a matter you don't have to say anything you don't have to do anything it's just a matter of taking that step and i call it uh, what I learned, I spent some time in the military. Um, so I have, I'm, I'm a chaplain under my belt as well. And so it's called the ministry of presence. Mm-hmm. And I think for people, I think this is just good for, for Christians in general, that we think that we always have to do something or we got to have a word or I got to preach or Lord, what are you saying? Sometimes the Lord is saying, just shut your mouth and just be present. Yeah. And just being there. That's, and especially if you haven't engaged at all, it's best not to say anything yet. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let that be your coming out party. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I just say, yeah, find out who the organizers are. Um, you know, find a way to send, you know, message, text, whatever. Um, just show up and just, you know, let them know. Like if somebody look at you funny, just like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I just want to stand here and support. Mm-hmm. And they'll, you know, good people, decent people are going to know 
you know, and, and guess what? Honestly, it doesn't matter what they think. Right. And we got to get out of, well, what are they going to think about me? Because here's a, here's a struggle that people have. You know, I want to be accepted. You know, I don't want to be rejected. And so we got to get over the fear of rejection and what black people have dealt with for so long. You know, at the core, I think about, and see, I'm always going back to root. I love root stuff. I love history. And there's a deep, I believe, I believe that there's a deep seated uh, spirit of rejection in the black community, mm-hmm. uh, a, a spirit of abandonment all the way back to that beginning time, because we were stripped from, from Africa, you know, and so there's a whole nother level, but um, I would say, you know, coming out of that fear of what people are going to think, but if you never take the step to try, you're not going to, you're not going to break boundaries, Yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Well, JJ, we're definitely going to have, have you on again. I'd love to, to talk more about uh, other, um, other issues, not just this, but, but really hear your, your, uh, your perspective because I, I greatly appreciate it. And I think it's a, uh, a voice that's definitely, uh, needed in, uh, um, our time here. So thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. It was an honor for, for, for taking the time. I know you're, you're all over the place and I, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I greatly, uh, greatly appreciate it. And, yeah, it's a pleasure. So would you, uh, would you close this out in prayer? Definitely. Sure. Sure. Dear Lord, I just, uh, come to you just to say, thank you. Uh, thank you for your presence in our lives. Uh, thank you for being such a loving father. And Lord, I just, <laughs> it's kind of funny, God, because I think sometimes you're looking at all your children and you just probably want to like smack us upside the head and say, well, y'all just get yourselves together, you know, but Lord, you're patient, you're merciful, you're gracious and kind towards us. And Lord, I thank you for not giving up on us. And Lord, as we, Lord, just approach uh, the line of division and we are, we're working, God, that even as you already in Ephesians, you Jesus, you tore down the wall of hostility between the Jews and the Gentiles. And you, you said that we, are, we are, have equal opportunity. You, you say in your word, we have equal opportunity to be your sons, God. And so Lord, help us to allow that to manifest in everything that we do as we take this journey to get to know each other beyond the color line. Lord, beyond our differences, beyond the things that separate us, Lord, that we can be a multi-ethnic kingdom, uh, not just in a church service, but Lord, just in day-to-day life, that we can break bread together, that we can minister and pray and encourage one another. And so, Lord, I just pray that um, what is happening now with Stephen and myself and for all that are going to listen and are going to hear this, that you will give them your peace uh, that the world can't offer and that you will give us your comfort as we navigate these days ahead and even with all the uh, riots and protests going on, we just pray your hand of protection and your safety for everyone that is involved. Lord, we just trust your spirit to work in us and through us now and in the days to come. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you again, brother. And thank you all for listening and watching to Rock Nation. Uh, And uh, uh, we'll be checking back in again soon. All right. God bless. Thanks, man.